go. <laughs> Live from Disney World. It's Live Thursday night. World. It's Thursday night. Not me yawning. Oh my gosh, this is probably so loud. I'm so sorry. It's I see my audio like really, really I saw the, intense. the what is it? The um microphone of your headphones was like resting right against your face as you were doing the yawn i was like ooh, sound quality a1 son so sorry everyone um i am on a family vacation this week at disney world and so the equipment that i have with me at the moment is not great the and good it's, stuff. that's okay it's the equipment that you you need okay that's all yes the good stuff is back in chicago so i do apologize in advance for the sound quality of my voice i also apologize for any yawns you may hear um any tiredness in my voice because yes i have been walking around these parks from sun up to sundown i mean obviously As not you sun up, but from be. early in the morning until late in the evening, riding the rides, having a good time, my body hurts, um, and it is now 10 p.m. <laughs> so, um, so I'm sorry if I'm giving a little bit of tiredness, Nighttime. but I'm gonna, Sleepy. yeah, yeah, I purposely didn't shower because I knew if I showered yet already, it would be game over. Sure. So I will be showering after this, and then it will be game over lights out what's been the highlight of your trip so far um so far it's just been yeah it's just been able to be back in the parks um it's been like a couple years since i've been here with my family i've been on my own when i was on tour and things like that with friends um but yeah it's just nice to be back at the parks with my family and get to ride some new rides um haven't gotten to ride all the rides because I'm still experiencing um not experiencing I'm still going through my recovery so with these tissue expanders I still have limitations so I can't do any of the chest bar rides Mm. so that is not super great but you know there are worse things at least I get to go on the other rides and at least I'm cancer free and can be walking around these parks enjoying my time um I will say the best ride so far that I've ridden has been um, Hagrid's Magical Motorbike Adventure at um, Islands of Adventure in Harry Potter World in Hogsmeade. It's perfect. It's a perfect ride. Highly recommend. I did get to ride it three times because the Lord was on my side that day. (laughs) So I rode it three times in a row without waiting in line, which was beautiful. So yeah, that's nice. so that's, it's been a good trip so far. How has your week been? Um, it's been pretty chill, honestly. Mostly kind of a blur. Uh-huh. Uh, I think my biggest win so far is I, I started physical therapy yesterday. Um, yeah, good. Which was really exciting because it's been nearly uh-huh. six months that I've been injured. So um yeah i was supposed to start physical therapy five months ago so it's really cool that i actually get to start working on my body again 
the uh-huh. physical therapist he was like yeah your left leg is atrophied i can tell it's like real small compared oh. to your right leg i was like wow and he was like but clearly your right oh, leg no. is the one that's like really messed up so i'm just gonna work on both of them <laughs> i was like oh thank you right. so much so yeah, um, let's let's get both these in order yeah and physical therapy definitely seems like it's gonna be hard but it's going to be worth it my strength, my mm-hmm. flexibility, but like, it's just, I didn't realize, like I knew it was bad cause obviously I've been in pain, <laughs> but doing yeah. the exercises and starting to like do evaluations to see where my mobility is at, how my range of motion is looking, seeing how limited I am mm-hmm. currently compared to what I know I usually can do considering, you know, dancer, yeah. actor, does stunts, fight choreography. Mm-hmm. Uh, my body is mm-hmm. nowhere near being able to do something like that right now. So, you know, and for a long journey, but um, I'm excited to have started the journey finally because Actors Equity played me. They were like, you should probably call an attorney. We can't help you. Mm, so, of course. Um, yeah, started physical therapy. Max's birthday is on Saturday. So excited to celebrate him this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's really all I did. Oh, my parents had their their anniversary, so it was nice to celebrate them a bit. Oh, good. Well, that's yeah. good. All so just chilling. Just chilling, right? Exactly. Well, okay. let's um get into this episode, shall we? Week yes. four is that what we're on? Week um, four, and I don't know about you, but this season kind of feels like it's flying by. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, now that we're we've separated them into two different groups, it's like, oh, these are small little groups. These are tiny. Yeah. You know, the group dates are getting smaller and smaller. And we're not um, getting much of those like to be continued episodes where we don't end an episode, like where we end an episode without a rose ceremony, and a lot uh-huh. of canceling the cocktail party. So it feels like there's not as much filler. Yeah. I feel yeah, like true. A lot of canceling the cocktail party for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I speaking of the two different groups, that's kind of how I feel like the episode starts out. It's literally like, raise your hand if you're all the guys sitting <laughs> on the couch. Raise your hand if you're with Gabby. Raise your hand if you're with Rachel. And they're kind of like, okay, everything's about to change, and it really is in so many ways, honestly. Yeah, um, I clocked um, Mario saying, you know, uh-huh. when. When they said the raise your hand if you're here for Gabby with that um, whole thing, I caught Mario uh-huh. saying, and who's here for the right reasons? Um, oh. And I was like, <laughs> immediately, I was like, wow, this man really must have studied the show before he went on because <laughs> he knows the every time I see Mario on screen, he knows the lingo, he knows how to carry himself, he knows how to maintain a uh, good rapport. Yeah. And also, I think he's just someone who has good self awareness, also. Um, but I don't know yeah. if he was a fan of the show before coming on or what, but he sounds like he's, he's pretty no, in depth yeah. with the knowledge kind of. Yeah. Yeah. No, how he would he know to say that? Watch. Well, I think there's, several, I think that's probably a phrase that I think just gets thrown around all the time sure. in the house. I would imagine it's probably like, Ayo, who you think here for the right reasons? Like it's probably, it's yeah. probably like something that just gets 
thrown around, but I'm sure even in like whatever little research that the guys do before coming on this show so that they don't go on and make a fool of themselves, I'm sure that they probably pick up on those phrases and stuff. Even in other shows that I've that I watched, like I've been watching F Boy Island and they be saying mm. the same things, like so and so ain't here for the right reasons, you know, blah right. blah blah. It's just one of those also, so Those sorry. My voice sounds say. so ugly. Like, I'm so no, stuffy. No, it doesn't. It actually sounds very, um, <laughs> it sounds like, so you know, sorry. the Quiet Storm radio show host at like 11 p.m. on uh-huh. the R&B station. That's what you sound like. Yeah. And the okay. next up, we got, you know, Luther Vandross. On right. On smooth, okay. quiet well, that's jam good. as you journey. That's what you sound like. Okay, good, because I truly cannot breathe out of my right nostril every time I come into this room, but um, there's oh, that, no. so, so sorry. Um, but yeah, they're in conversation about who they're there for, and I don't, I don't uh-huh. know. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know why I don't like it. Maybe I'm adjusting to this format, or maybe there is like some semblance of a re- relief that I have um, in understanding, okay, great. If this show doesn't want to play with the idea of an open relationship or like uh, different relationship, not play with the idea, excuse me, that's not what I mean, but not mm-hmm. make room for people to explore different relationship styles. Cool, great. Let's make it monogamous. Uh-huh. But it still feels like that whole like team thing, like who's here for so and so, who's here for this. It's like it's a competition. It feels like it's comparative. Um, bringing in those comparison uh, tropes and all that kind of stuff. And I just, that's how it made me feel. I was like, oh, this kind of makes me uneasy. Like they're still being pit against each other, even when they're not in the room. Yeah, I think, yeah, I feel. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're back. I know. Your screen just blacked up. Yeah, the Zoom completely disappeared. Um, okay, well, I'm back. Uh, <laughs> also, I don't know if I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, but the Wi-Fi at this resort is not great. Um, so sure. I do apologize for any technical difficulties that may ensue over the next hour or however long. Um, yes, yeah, so I think that the I think that we're not going to do away with the competition. I think that that's the only thing that they really have. Um, Mm. to give to us is like I don't think that they've been able to figure out a way to like really celebrate the wins and things and uplift them both without that like it's very it's very elementary but it's very like I don't think that they understand or know or have the tools to be able to do that and so what they do is just give us very basic and elementary you know one one woman can have this but the other one can't have this you know if you get this then the other person can't have that um whereas there's room for for all to have an abundance um so so yeah so I I think that we're still we're I feel like I've just had to move past that because it's like I mean there's still so much in every episode about it um but I'm just like they're not going to do anything differently um hopefully I mean, I hope that they never do this format again, but if they do, hopefully they've learned that there are better ways to, to do this as opposed to the way that it's happening now, which is very painful to watch most of the time. 
Yeah. And I know Gabby and Rachel have been in the media <laughs> doing their press rounds as they're supposed to, uh-huh. following along with their contract guidelines and what producers are telling them to say and what the network is making sure is clear to be put out there. But they're saying that the season is going to turn around and that there are a lot of highs to come, even though Gabby did seem to allude to an interview. I can't remember who she was talking to. Maybe it was like the rap.com or something like that, where it's like, mm-hmm. there's definitely still some rough stuff ahead, but yeah. we will we will be able to see like a shift in how things are going for us. And, you know, we just feel that this is what it's like to find love and this is what it looks like. And I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't. We understand that this is how we have been taught what it means to find love. We have been taught mm-hmm. that we're supposed to be in competition with each other. We have been taught... Um, that like our worth is dependent on the validation of another person. We have been taught that mm-hmm. if you know you see somebody who prefers somebody else over you, that means there's something wrong with you inherently. But yeah. we can also like actively be breaking against these tropes and like pitting ourselves against these stereotypes that are being perpetuated by these storylines because they don't have to be true. Like, what does it look like to dream our way in real time towards something different? And I feel like that's one of the missed opportunities we have with this show. But like I said, Gabby is my girl. Rachel, I also seem to adore um, because I keep like fighting to defend her. So I hope that it turns around because I'm going to keep watching it. And I'm not having the I'm not having the shittiest time watching the season. I'm just like, damn, who in the writer's room? Because like we they could have called us in. I would have taken the check to help you out. Right. Anybody. Exactly. Hello. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're going to keep getting that throughout much of the episode. What we really get into in yeah. this moment is the start of Hayden's heinous and yeah. like Hayden's ridiculous downfall. demise. Yeah. Yeah. They also didn't show us um, Meatball like getting back in. He was just there. Like They, <laughs> they didn't, didn't show they... Rachel being like okay sure yeah come on back in the house because it probably wasn't up to rachel yeah because i was that's what i was saying i was like oh yeah this this wasn't rachel's decision like they just showed us that little bonus scene to explain why he's going to be there next right right Um, exactly because yeah he was just there. there He is like, you know, I'm so grateful that I got another chance and that I'm still here. I can't wait to release my line of pasta sauces in collaboration with grocery store Joe at the end of this journey. Um, He does not say that, but I feel like that's the vibe and the Uh energy. Um, yeah, that, that's. I think I mentioned that in one of the other episodes. I was like, they're going to for sure do a partnership. They have to. I really love that idea, and I'm going to hold on to it for the rest of my days. Because Meatball, like, he's yes. right around the corner from being a pop, pasta pop star or something like that. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, Meatball's there. And then we, yeah, get into Hayden's, beginning of Hayden's demise. Um, he... he was talking about how hard <clears throat> the night was for him. I was so confused why he was talking about how hard that night, the night before was for him. Did I miss something? Yeah, he was. I, yeah, I think that there was a lot that we didn't see that they didn't air because, yeah, him talking about how they overreact and even the fact that all the guys knew what happened sure. because, like, we didn't see Gabby nor Rachel telling the guys, yo, Hayden called Gabby rough around the edges. Like, we mm-hmm. didn't hear, see them inform 
the rest of the guys that they because what we did see was Gabby said, you know, something's really upset me tonight. I'm not giving out a rose, blah, blah, blah. But we didn't get the details. We knew the details, but the, we we didn't know that the guys also knew the details. But apparently they did because now well, yeah, they're all talking even, about it. Exactly. Because even when Gabby decides not to give out a rose after that group date, um, uh-huh. the guys are like, yo, what happened? Quincy specifically is like, yo, I want to know what the heck went on. Like, right. what did y'all say to her? And Jacob was, you know, semi, Jacob was pretty upfront, but Hayden Uh was like, I thought our conversation went great. Like, I just, you know, said I, like, he essentially started lying then by withholding, you know, it was the lie by omission kind of thing where he withheld what he Mm -hmm. had actually said. And so by the time we got to the cocktail party and Jesse Palmer explains, like, how the format is shifting, I'm assuming at some point before the cocktail party gets canceled and they get sent straight to the rose ceremony where they divide them up, that uh-huh. there had to have been some conversation where it came out that Hayden had called uh, Gabby rough around yeah. the edges. Like, had yeah. to. There had I to have been, but then also we see Hayden talking to Nate and, and someone else, I don't know, in Ethan, the kitchen. Nate and and, Ethan. and then, yeah, talking about, you know, what happened and then Nate and then Hayden does say it and that unless it was acting you know Nate was like oh that's what you said so I don't know so I think that some people knew some people Mm -hmm. didn't um but then Hayden already starts to kind of gaslight and is talking about how you know like I basically um use whatever adjective like that she used to describe herself so like why is it bad when I'm saying it when like She's like, first of all, you don't know her like that. Mm hmm. Sorry, but you don't. No, no. It just, what you were saying just made me think of, you know, how, because I noticed this in the pattern of Hayden's behavior throughout the episode, and I guess kind of Uh throughout the season, because I remember when he first came on screen, I was like, "Mm, I don't know how to feel about him. And I was like, let me give uh-huh. this man a chance. Because I was like, maybe I'm being discriminatory because he is white and from Florida. Maybe I'm being rude because I can't yeah. account for where he was on January 6th. And I'm unsure whether or not he was a part of the Charlottesville right. um, rampage. You know, right. that's what Hayden's energy mm-hmm. gave to me when he put those headphones on yeah. each of their head. And I remember holding myself back from saying mm-hmm. that because I didn't want our listeners to get upset <laughs> like they did when we said that about Greg. Sure. Gregory Evan, Evan Hansen last time, yeah. but at noticing the yes. pattern of his behavior is he he Who fends I saw a last lot week, for which we didn't mention, but oh yeah, I for, we forgot to talk about your your date with the <laughs> what what did Sophie call him? <laughs> okay. The fuckboy Avengers. Um, but maybe yeah, we can talk that about that on the Patreon that at some point. Yes, yes. But Hayden tends to like. Uh, fish for validation from folks by recounting a bad behavior that he's done you know what I mean like he you'll see Mm -hmm. him be like well this is what I said and it's actually not a big deal and I don't know why they're acting like that like aren't they crazy and waiting for people to Mm co-sign him like he does that a lot right um and it made me kind of think of how he he has this very strange kind of Napoleon complex uh, or like a, a fr- uh-huh. he reminds me of a frat boy, someone who's in Delta Chi, definitely who has frat really boy. Yeah. terrible behavior, like trash human being, treats women 
uh, absolutely terribly and then goes to talk to his guys about like right. how he he knows he wasn't in the wrong about it and is like right. completely blind to what his actions actually do um, because he said and I wanted to be fair to him for some fucking reason but I wrote down um, most of what he said and I was like yeah it doesn't make sense why are you calling her out of her name at all in any capacity for what yeah and then saying i hope she would be more mature than that right and then to go on to compare them to your exes and Mm -hmm. and also he he called yeah he called out of her out of her name he literally called her a bitch um Mm -hmm. compared them to his compared both of them to his exes by saying that they couldn't hold a candle to his ex, I guess. Is a phrase Which we later find like, out he's white, talking about Rachel's breasts. Yeah. Yeah. I was so, yeah. Which is why, like, and just to be and saying, like, even, that's, that's just, yeah. Sorry. Just, he even no, talked fine. about the, like, how he feels like they threw his words back. First of all, he keeps referring to rough around the edges as word. Like, as a word. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's not a word. It's a yeah. phrase. It's an idiom. Right. Like, what are we doing? He's like, I right. use the same exactly. verbiage uh, as she used for herself. Like, that bitch needs to get over herself. Like, that kind of energy. Um, uh-huh. And he's upset that it's been thrown back into his face. And it's like, but you said it. And you said that you stood by the statement. So how is it being thrown back in your face? Right. Right. Exactly. Ugh. It's just, like, so much right at the top, but you already know that, yeah, this is about to be the end of Hayden, so let's just let him continue to dig himself a hole so that he can lie in it. Um, and that's pretty much what happens. I will say that the one thing that um, that I think was cut and paste was um, there's a part where you see or you hear him say, um, I don't see how any guy in here could be like, and then it cuts to him on the couch saying, I'm going to fucking marry these girls. Yeah. And I don't know that he necessarily said that. Because, really? I mean, if he did, I don't know that he said it together. Sure. I think that okay. he, like, he could have been saying something else about going to marry them, whatever. But I don't know that he would be sitting on a couch with the guys. I don't know that he would be dumb enough. He could very well be. But I don't know that he would be dumb enough to say that on a couch full of the other guys. Yeah, I feel you. Um, because, like, in my so. brain, that's something I wrote that that line down as well. I was like, oh, this does, like, we don't see him say the first half of this sentence on camera, um, but then yeah. we do see him say that, yeah, I want to fucking marry these girls. And it's like, I know he's not saying that. Like, that's not a declarative sentence. Right. So regardless right. of even if it is a cut and splice, I still think that second half of that sentence was enough for me to be like, I know he's being sarcastic, you know? And it seemed like it still, like it didn't, it didn't help his character at all that he said those words in the first place. And I do think he is that dumb. Like he, he was dumb enough to talk all of that shit with cameras in the house in the first place. He was dumb enough to go to Nate and Ethan and be in conversation with them to go to Quincy and be in conversation unless with he's, him. Unless he's dumb. James and Ethan. Ha- unless he's dumb and doesn't realize that there's cameras, like planted cameras. 
he could be that dumb too and not realize sure. that there's That's like true. even if there's no camera cameramen around or camera operators around that they're still being recorded like maybe he's that dumb like maybe he he is that's and fair interesting um so so yeah so then we kind of um get into jesse coming in and kind of telling them hey mm-hmm. the girls they gone they are not here in la they have yeah. left they have packed their bags and um they on a plane so basically he tells them that they're going to paris um everybody of course freaks out well he says france but i don't but anyways but then he's like two of y'all are gonna get to join them on a date in paris most romantic city go pack your mm-hmm. bags be ready in an hour um jason gets gabby's date so jason gets the first date in paris you know that once again they pan to mario and mario is upset again um and then tino gets rachel's mario be going through it he is it's very like the i mean i won't say always happens with the first impression rose but like they really be making them first impression rose people be waiting um for their one-on-one date so so yeah so then they all get on this uh plane to paris of course we don't see them getting on the plane but they arrive in Paris, and uh, Gabby and Rachel are having a cute little chat um, in their cute little outfits. I mean, I at least thought, I mean, I don't know that I would wear them, I but liked they're cute their, for them. I liked that. Yeah, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, it looks like Carrie's trying to get with the times. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. He spent some time right. uh, shopping them online stores, and was like, okay, no, I'm still going to go back to the costume shop that I love and adore find me a little you know uh-huh. trench coat moment a nice little pea coat section like that's it was an outfit that i was yeah. like it's not terrible it's not sensational i think they look cute for the moment no. you know Ooh, correct sorry um you're fine correct so oh what was i gonna say about that um, so yeah, so Gabby and Rachel are, um, you know, sitting, talking about their, uh, the last rose ceremony and all the rejection that Rachel felt and how embarrassed she was and how that was the most, yeah, embarrassing. She kept repeating the most embarrassing, like, thing that she's ever been through, most embarrassing day of her life, uh, how she wants this week to be different, um, I don't know. I I feel like, yes, it was embarrassing. I get it. And I guess they that they really just wanted us to, like, really drag this out. But it's like, okay, okay, yes, we get it. But how many, well, I guess this is the first time, but it's like, how many times are you going to keep bringing this up? You know? They have like, to let's... drag it out, though. It's like, it's Rachel's storyline. It's what, because Gabby is right. so interesting and charismatic, they have to find something for Rachel. Yeah to break her down in some way because they can't have them both be joyous at, as one at once it's what right. they're relying on at this right. point point. and i think what's interesting mm-hmm. in like seeing this paris montage kind of thing and seeing much of this episode is once again we're back in the position shout out bachelor data bachelor data for giving us this insight but we're back to an episode where the entire episode is focused on rachel she gets 
Yeah. An overwhelming amount of the screen time in this episode. Last episode, it was almost huh. like episode three, it evened out. But episodes one, two, and yeah. four, by a long shot, have been Rachel-centric. And so I think that's why they huh. keep beating this like a dead horse, even in the way they're editing it uh-huh. down. Because there's this one moment uh-huh. where, um, you know, Rachel says the last rose ceremony was the most unexpected thing. It's so difficult being so vulnerable, standing up there, offering someone a rose and having them tell you no. And Gabby goes to start talking and it's like, you know, rejection just hurts. And I saw her body like, you know, flex like she was continuing conversation and they have Rachel's voice intercut. And so it's either Rachel cuts Gabby off immediately or she's cut off by the, like, via the edit. Which was frustrating because, yeah. once again, it makes Rachel look like she's incredibly selfish, individualistic, not talk, right. like not considering the fact that she's not the only one in this experience. Sure, Gabby did not get rejected in right. real time at the rose ceremony, but she had just had a week of nonstop rejections where all of these dudes were like, I don't like you. I like Rachel. Right. Um, and so I feel right. like the way they're constructing this edit, it's making Rachel one look like she doesn't give a fuck about the fact that she's on this journey with Gabby, uh, and two, trying Correct. to find yeah. something to make her the, the focal piece, you know? Yeah. Um, and we get, you know, instead of them showing us like from there, instead of even showing us their whole conversation, we start seeing them like uh-huh. oh, mumbling as the camera pulls out um, and we get into uh-huh. an ITM with Rachel cutting back and forth between lines mm-hmm. said off camera. So there's no context to where it's actually being said and some to camera while showing yeah. them like laughing in the cafe and looking over their shoulders right. um, as she's talking about how it's so hard for her to. Um, have these insecurities which I was like oh cool a moment to talk about our insecurities great like that could be a really real moment about you know putting yourself out there and like what comes up but they don't even give they don't even give space to her investigating what it feels like when she's saying she feels like she's being compared to Gabby you know um and as she says that, yeah. the show just continues building the storyline to compare her to Gabby. Um, and so it was just, it was frustrating. Right. It was very, you know, she was saying like, no one wants to date me. Why am I here? And it just, I had a really hard time um, trusting the way they edited this conversation in because there was just such a missed opportunity to make room mm-hmm. for what Rachel was really going through and also right. honor the fact that she and Gabby are experiencing a lot of the same things. Yeah. No, 100, 100%. Um, I, I will say we see this is um, when... The guys come in, Tino and Jason, um, which once again, it's like, okay, we separated, we separated these guys, but now y'all are like going on a date together. Like I was kind of like, why do we need to have this meetup moment? Like, why, why can't you just go meet date? up with your right. guy? Right. Like, cause, then, cause they cause still want to make like... it look like they have two bachelorettes at once when they really should just be having two separate seasons. <laughs> 
exactly that um because then they're like oh do you need to go to the bathroom yes i do and then proceed to go inside the store six feet away and yes. watch them through the window and As I'm if like, they can't see ya, <laughs> and the producers and cameramen are right. over there by Jason and Tino like, no, don't look behind you. Just talk to each other. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Just so silly. Um, but yeah, we get into these dates. I mean, I guess we get into them, but I feel like we also don't because I'm pretty sure that, uh, well, okay, so Gabby and Jason go and they get some berets made. They get their heads measured, whatever. It's cute. Jason is a very soft-spoken person and Gabby is not um so I was a little bit like okay is she about to be bored like what's happening <laughs> like sure, but sure. they seem to balance e- balance each other out really well which was nice um but yeah we see like their date and them doing things and then we see Rachel and Tino just making out like the, <laughs> the entire date I'm like y'all didn't do anything Everywhere. except kiss through these making streets out of Paris. in an alley, making out on a bridge, making yes. out in this man's kitchen, yes. like making out in this, right. like everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. I'm like, y'all did not have a date. Like, did y'all eat anything? Did you get a drink? Right. Like, because mm-hmm. all I see is just eating each other's faces, basically. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, uh, then we, Sorry if I'm, am I speeding? Am I speeding? Am I about to get a speeding ticket? Um, (laughs) Because I was about to be like, well, and then even though they just make out, then we kind of get to the evening section, but I feel like we don't even, do we even see the evening section of Rachel and Tino? We definitely see. We definitely see the evening section of Rachel and Tino. And I think the reason it feels like you're speeding through it is because of the way they formatted it. They truly did like yeah. a montage portion of their day dates. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it was very much yeah. a montage switching between True. Gabby and Jason, Rachel and Tino still spending the most time on moments with Rachel and Tino where we can't even, we don't even know what's going uh-huh. on. We can't clock whether or not these folks have a connection. The only reason I even could tell right. that Jason and Gabby had spoken before was because I remember when he was dressed like Matthew Morrison <laughs> on a group date once and they had had a really cute connection (laughs) Uh and you could clock it in the you know Uh 0.3 seconds when you see the guys come into the uh, cafe at first and uh, Gabby and Jason greet each other with a kiss on the lips which I thought was like super cute and sweet like but it it all goes so fast that it's hard to even yeah you know keep up with what's going on because a lot of it is still Rachel, uh, Rachel in an oh, ITM no. kind of moment. Um, oh, no. Oh, you disappeared, but now you're back. <laughs> There's literally, I am full of so many apologies to the listeners. You're okay. It is okay. <laughs> For the way this, I promise we'll make this one short. I'm promising, lol. I don't know what's about to happen. Yeah. But, because no. I just feel like this is torture. So I just, I'm so sorry. I'm like, we're going to, we're going to try to keep this one short so that y'all aren't like, not this girl's internet going out again. Like she gone um, again. But yeah, no, like a right. lot, even of the montage of Gabby and Jason's date and Rachel and Tino's date feels like it's an ITM with uh-huh. Rachel, you know, cause before they get to go their separate yeah. ways, all we hear is, 
oh, like, you know, this date with Tino might be the most important date I've had, else I don't even see a reason for me to move forward with this season, uh, you know, uh-huh. or like yeah. Rachel talking about how she feels like the guys probably think they're with the loser group, which, bro, what? It's not, who are you in competition with? Like, you're trying to find love. Just another reminder that the Game of Roses is correct. This is a sport this is a competition and the bachelor and the bachelorette like to act like it's not but then you have your literal leads saying the exact things you don't need them to be saying so all of that to say Uh i think that's why you can't remember the evening portions of the day because it's like i feel like all we got with gabby and jason were them you know their fun little witty quips where, you know, Gabby was like, and yeah. I look like a bald baby, <laughs> you know? And then right, she was like, yeah. does Tino even like me? Like, I don't know. Let's, right. We don't see right. anything of substance happen. In the, yeah, in the daytime portion. I feel like in the, I mean, in the nighttime portion, for sure, with Gabby and, and Jason, we get, a, yes. we get some, we get some depth there. Um, that's yes. why, I think that's why I couldn't remember Tino and Rachel's portion of the evening date because I'm like Gabby and Jason were having the real conversations and now that I'm thinking about it I'm like okay I guess Rachel and Tino were talking about like family planning and career and stuff um so yeah that was really a special moment between Gabby and Jason talking about the ways that their family life has affected them and Jason is the one to be like yeah, listen, I'm in therapy or I had to go to therapy to work through that because that was too much for me and I'm so much better because of it, because of going to therapy and I really believe in that and Gabby's like, marry me now actually because no man has ever told me that they're going to therapy or that they've Mm -hmm. had similar issues and and needed someone to help them work through them. Um, And yeah, it's it's just a really, especially in the age now where mental health is being talked about way more than it was say even 10 years ago um I think even still sometimes with I don't I mean I don't know I don't associate myself with too many straight white men but um I would say in that community it's probably still a little bit like uh stigmatized sure so it's super nice I mean it it's definitely less stigmatized than it is in straight black men's, uh, Absolutely. in the straight black man community. But, but I would say there is still probably a, a small stigma in, in that community for straight white men, so straight white men. And, um, he was like, no, I'm not ashamed. I'm actually very thankful for it and proud that I went to therapy. And that's what Gabby likes to hear because she knows that there's so many issues in her life that she's had to work through and will continue to have to work through. And so for someone to just have that simple understanding of needing another person outside of your circle of friends um, and family, whatever that looks like, is so important to her. And I don't think she kind of, she kind of says she doesn't think that like she would ever find that in in a man and she's and Jason's kind of like giving her exactly what she wants to hear and what she needs and I think what's cool about Jason in this conversation and the way he even gets into talking about what it was like for him growing up now I feel bad for roasting uh-huh. him for having tennis be a part of his entrance package because <laughs> I was like 
Um, oh. I was like, Ugh, I don't want to <laughs> see anybody that's not with the last name Williams playing tennis ever. Like, I don't want to see white men playing tennis. Yeah. Stop. But um, mm-hmm. there's actually like such a history there and the way he communicates. And yeah. I think it's a testament to him being so uncomfortable in the environment is just really honest and really open. Yeah. And he doesn't put on right. this front, mm-hmm. which like I had actually written a question for you about you know um like what your thoughts are on the guys that come on this show with the intent or at least the knowledge that they have to put on um a show or like some semblance of a performance Uh in order to be there around the cameras which can also be you know considered a defense mechanism Uh because you're unfamiliar with your surroundings or those who just come in Mm -hmm. and they're like fuck i've never done anything like this before but i guess i'm along for the ride um, like, what are your thoughts on the difference between those right. two kind of personalities or positionalities on these kinds of shows? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was yeah, cool I think, to I see think what that. you said. Um, no, yeah, it was definitely what what you said is kind of what I was going to say, where um, I think it just all really depends on your personality, because I think there are certain personality types that kind of come into a room and kind of command attention or like aren't afraid to kind of be the first one to talk or like Mm. you know break the ice or or those types of things and those I feel like are the guys who usually come on and are like in the camera always you know have some something witty or something to say in their ITMs or whatever like they don't really seem to like phase because they're kind of used to being either the center of attention or someone who is like a um, just an outgoing person, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's like those personalities. There's the people who come on the show like with an agenda of like either being the villain or like with an agenda of like, you know, promoting their pizza business or whatever. So like they're in the camera for those reasons because they're just like, oh, I need to make sure I'm getting all my time and blah, blah, blah. And we don't usually end up liking those people um, as viewers. And then right. there's people like Jason. And then I also think Zach is another example of that um, where they're more soft-spoken. They're more quiet. Mm. They're more like background people. And that's not a, that's not a bad thing. It's just that they're not always going to be the first ones to talk. They're not always going to have, they're probably more listeners than they are, you know, I don't want to say speakers, but that's the word that I can think of, but they're just like very attentive listeners, I would say. And so, um, I think that there's those people who just process a lot of what they're seeing internally and don't really vocalize that unless they actually have to, like in the situation of a group date, because I think when it comes to Zach or something that was, I think I mentioned how I was so shocked how, by how low his voice was. And it's because we don't mm. see him in ITMs and it's probably because he is like, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> like I'm processing yeah, he's not the in here. Like, yeah. 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 Whereas there's a lot of people who process verbally and, you know, and there's nothing wrong with either or, but I think that Jason is one of those people who processes a lot internally um, and won't actually really speak. He's not going to give you like unwanted or unwarranted opinions about what he thinks about situations, unless it's maybe something very strong. But 
I think that he's the type of person who um, has his own boundaries set up and is also attentive to the other the boundaries that other people have set up so that he's not crossing those um, in any way that can be like harmful to them. So yeah, I think that there's a lot of different personality types that come on this show and we're seeing that with this season as well. Um, yeah, and I think it's pretty cool to see it with this season. I know that it's present or prevalent on most seasons, but it feels like they're like they're making more room for different kinds of personalities to have space on the show. Yeah. Uh, with someone like Jason, mm-hmm. with somebody like Zach, uh, with these people who actually are yeah. coming up as front run- runners, and a lot of folks are like, "Wait, what? Them? Like they seem so plain." Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Well, yeah, because they're right. just being a they're being a person on camera. Like that's that's the hope. That's the goal. We yeah. want people to find love here." And the key word mm-hmm. in that sentence is people. <laughs> oh, I disagree. You know, we don't want to so see sorry. characters finding um, their moment to shine. That's what makes this show kind of aggravating a lot of the time. So I think it really mm-hmm. came out, even when Jason was communicating about how he had a breakdown three days into the experience because he was overwhelmed with the right, environment. exactly. Or when, you know, he finished recount, re- he finishes recounting the story about what it was like for him as a kid and trying to prove himself constantly. And uh, uh-huh. he closes with this thing that I also do all the time. Uh, we actually have a, a value in BAC for all of staff to try and work on not doing it. But it's like, wait, I don't uh-huh. like, did that did that make sense? I don't even know if that made sense. And he goes, I mean, what mm. am I even supposed to say in this environment? And it's like, bro, you're right. Thank, he looks around and it's like, yes, because there are 40 fucking people on the other side of the camera staring at you as you recount childhood trauma, right. bro. You're right. It is right. weird. And Gabby's right exactly. there with him. Like, no, I do get what it feels like to try and prove, you know, prove yourself constantly because I felt like I, yeah. did, I had to do that with my mom for her, you know, her love for years. Or my mom right. was constantly threatening right. to take, you know her love away from me and saying that I'd have to go live with uh-huh. my dad and, and like trying right. to figure out like it, it was one of those moments where I was like oh this actually makes sense this because we've heard a lot of you know like snippets of Gabby's story with her mom on these dates uh-huh. but this is the moment yeah. where it was like oh this is actually a really concrete relatable kind of moment where this story is clearly resonating yeah. on this thing that you guys are still actively working on yeah. and processing through. And then right. they started talking about inner child work. I was like, whoa, uh-huh. yes. Yeah. And I remember I was saying last episode, I was like, I feel like Gabby is somebody that's in therapy already. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. was like, yeah. And then she's like, oh, you mean like to re- learning how to reparent yourself? And I was like, yes, I knew it. This is great. I right. told y'all Jason is my number one, not because I know where he lives, but because I've heard that he is a fantastic person. Um, mm-hmm. And and I just I really feel like he connected with her on a uh, on a level where he didn't feel like he had to put on a front or like mask right. himself in order to like finesse a rose it was just like no i i like you and like this is who i am this is where i'm coming from i'm really nervous Uh um and i would love to open up i'm just trying to find how i can get comfortable in this situation and gabby was like yo i get what that feels like exactly they even talk about hayden for a moment (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, they do. And I think that Jason was kind of like, huh? Like, he was like, wait, what? What did he say? Um, so I think that that probably affected him. And he was like, no, not me going to have to go talk to Hayden now. Like, upsetting her and all this stuff. Yeah. So it's just... Um, and it was nice to hear him say, like, he doesn't deserve to get to know you on that level. He's projecting right. his own his own shit on you. I was like, that's really cool to right. hear someone in a male presenting body say that to someone <laughs> instead of gaslighting yeah. them and saying like oh it's not that big a deal like you don't even have to worry about that kind of stuff it's like no he's projecting his own shit on you and he doesn't he doesn't deserve to be in your space i also did like that gabby caught hating right. the punk ass bitch it was just another fun moment with her personality she really yeah. is our, our comedy queen right. i love her exactly we do love her um, yeah. I just sounded like her when I said that, actually, with how she kind of talks like <laughs> the, this. With the vulgar um, fry, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I guess, yeah, so, Rachel, what's her name? Rachel and Tino, um, they, on their oh, evening yeah. portion of the date, they talk about, you know, family planning. Yeah, we kind of skipped over them, which is, is fine with me. Um, they, yeah, they talk about family planning and, you know, like, Rachel being a pilot and, wanting to she probably won't have the conventional family life um and just needing someone to be okay with that and tino's very much like i love that if i'm you know the one who has to be taking care of the house and doing the cooking and blah 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 like i'm good like that's gucci like i'm good um and yeah. that's pretty much their date <laughs> it is and what we can say, I think, about this date is Tino really does bring the validation that I think Rachel is looking for, for uh, not only on right. this date, but this experience, you know? Um, and I think uh-huh. he he does it yeah. from talking about how he understands the idea of having a non-traditional family life, while also talking about how he had uh-huh. parents who not only worked full-time, but did what they could to support their kids. Like, Tino seems to be the oldest, of um of a few like he has little brothers and he talks about how his family Mm -hmm. made these sacrifices to make sure that their style of living worked for them which i think is something that rachel really needed to hear um and deserves to hear because you want to have that understanding and that value set in building your life in a partnership with somebody in the first place and i think he did that very openly Uh he even did it when, you know, he opened by checking in on her and saying, you know, I know you had a tough week last week. And that's one of the first ways we got to know Tino in the first place was he was like, I want to change the memories you have on on the staircase that looks like this. Like that is the energy that he comes in. He's an affirming partner. He's very present. He is open to being like, let's acknowledge what you're going through. I remember this. He remembers those little things, which I think yeah. I think shows both in Jason and Tino on these dates. And I was like, ooh, these are going to be some heavy hitter, you yeah, know, Yeah, these are definitely going to be some heavy hitters, some for sure. Um, yeah. So, of course, the both of them get the rose. And right. we kind of, uh, we start to go into the group day, which, by the way, the men are now on a cruise ship. Um, yes. That actually looks very nice. It looks the like a very nice cruise ship. Is what it's called, yeah. Yeah, it's a virgin cruise ship. Looks great. They're separated by like Gabby's guys on this floor, Rachel's guys on this floor. 
So uh, I will say about it being a Virgin cruise ship, I was like, oh, interesting, because, you know, the owner, I can't remember his name, but the o- owner of Virgin, uh, Virgin Atlantic, uh-huh. I think it's technically called, one of the richest people in the world. Yeah. Also, Branson. Um, Richard Branson, Branson, Richard Branson yeah. has, you know, uh-huh. been his one of those people with, in the space race. Like, I want to be the first rich man in space there. Right. He's competing right. with Musk and all of the humans, uh, whatever. I was like, oh, wow, this is probably how they're finessing being international, because like if Richard Branson's pockets are involved in the Bachelor franchise, it really does go all the way to the top. Because I was thinking about the time right. period, there were still some restrictions. There were some new restrictions coming um, coming out around the time of their f- filming when going to international com- uh, countries. But this is a way to have them uh-huh. all in a contained quarantine space while right. going to all of these international locations and only having to worry uh-huh. about bringing certain people into the countries that will let them in. Right. Exactly. So they only have to get security clearances for, you know, uh-huh. who who makes... So I thought, I was like, oh, that's actually pretty interesting right. to, like, one, see whose money is involved in this franchise, and two, how they're getting around these uh-huh. kinds of uh, restrictions and limitations as the pandemic persists. Right. No, definitely true. Definitely true. Um, so we get to this group date, and it it's a it's a fighting date. You know, the guys are gonna have to fight for Gabby's love. Gabby's group date is first. Um, more state sanctioned violence. More state sanctioned violence, and. It, uh, of course, these guys are all about competition, all about, you know, flexing on, a, on their muscles, all this stuff. Um, of course, Mario's with his high tuck jumps. No surprises there, at least for me. Um, and which he, they're, they're great. They're great for him. Happy for you. Um, but it kind of, once again, like it's, it's, it's just like, it's the same concept as when it's a group date and, and, you know, the rest of the house comes and watches sure. everybody perform. And it's like, we just don't really need it. Very good we just point. don't really need it. Um, so that's what happens is Rachel's guys come in to watch this date. And once again, as the group date progresses, because Rachel's also there, when this group date isn't about her... She still finds insecurity in that um, because her guys weren't making eye contact with her. They weren't, you know, coming to steal her or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then as guy after guy on Gabby's group date comes up and professes their love or does a cute little poem or speech before they throw hands, um... Rachel's like, wait, ain't nobody said this about me. Like, my guys have not even checked right. on me, and I was crying last week. Like, what? Why am I here? Um, which, and honestly, correct. Why I, are you there? Like, correct. That's that was my thing. I was just like, when when they opened with her saying, "So I'm gonna take my guys on Gabby's group date today." I was just like, why? Right. <laughs> Why not just go right. home? Remember when Don't. Gabby went over to the house while uh, Rachel was exactly. on 
uh, like off on uh-huh. a one-on-one or something like that. I was like, why not just go hang out with yeah. your guys? They're uh-huh. literally, you guys are in, right. se- they're in separate sections, right? The, I think Rachel's team is on like a part of the boat called the so- the dock. And I think Gabby's is on the social club. Like why mm-hmm. not just go hang out with your boys on your own, yeah. especially because you have not seen right. them in a few days, you've got this long ass flight. Like you obviously have been away from them for a while. So why not have some intimate time Uh with them as a group now that you're so excited about having guys that are here just for you? Right. Why not? I'm sure (laughs) it's like production led, but it just, sure. They, they tricked, uh, I would say they likely tricked Rachel into thinking that she was going to be put in a position where she could have fun with her guys while watching Uh Gabby on her date and they they weren't near her and I don't know if they were instructed not to speak to her or what but I get it I was like you know what right if I was in a room with a bunch of dudes who were pursuing me and we Uh were here to watch a show I would expect at least one of these niggas to say hey (laughs) or like give me a little exact cute wink like Tino I just we just went on this cute ass date you not like I Uh I understood the concept of why she was annoyed but also she was tricked mm-hmm. into being put in a situation she where that tricked, was going yeah. to happen regardless. Um, right. Because the, the date wasn't about her. It wasn't her date. They were there right. to be audience members. Right. They Point were there blank to be period. audience members. And then the guys, as soon as they got in, they were, right. They weren't there for you. They were there to watch their friends fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they were, they went into that like bromance Hey, like we're at the fight, like let's go, you know, mentality. Yeah, yeah, like it, it, they went into that mentality and they were like, this is not about Rachel right now. Like this is about these other guys. So yeah. she, of course, got upset. We had some cute moments on, on the date with Nate. and I did um, like seeing that, which I, that yeah. was one of those things where I saw Nate pull her aside and have that cute little uh-huh. conversation about missing her and all right. of that kind of stuff. I was like, now, if yeah. one of the guys had done that with Rachel, like, that would have also made sense. Like, if someone was just right. like, hey, just wanted to say hi to you before I went. You know, that kind of thing. But yeah. Nate did it for Gabby, and it's like, ooh, you know, good for right. Nate. Right, Nate did it for Gabby. And also we get on this date, which maybe we got a little bit of it at the beginning of the episode, but I can't remember. But um, we get Logan kind of, checking for Gabby um because he hasn't seen her oh. in a while and he's like I'm not even gonna front I done oh. forgot about that nigga <laughs> I know right yeah that's the first time where he's like oh I'm here and I see Rachel and I should be excited to see Rachel but I'm really actually excited to see Gabby so what yeah. does that mean like what's about to happen um and then surprisingly Spencer wins <laughs> Spencer wins Gabby's group date I'm yeah. like, huh? It was very Spencer. confusing. And it was like, what? It was like, we didn't get to, this is my thing. We didn't get to see Gabby's fucking group date because they spent the entire no, group didn't. date with Rachel talking Focusing about someone, right. look at me. That is why exactly. we don't know why Spencer fucking won. We didn't. We don't know what Spencer exactly. said. It looked like he had nope. bricks for hands, though. Like he was giving very much Wreck It Ralph in the ring, and I was like, "Oh, okay, wait, right. wait. get him now." 
but we didn't we didn't even get to see we opened in on them talking about how they're going to learn to that uh in an effort to kind of compete for a mini one-on-one and then we don't get to see them in competition no. with each other save for a few clips and constantly cutting away to rachel in tears because none of the guys are looking at her and because no one's Correct. acknowledging her so the entire Correct. group date for gabby is then made about rachel which blows because it's pitting these two women against each other and us as an audience have to be doing the work to make sure we're checking ourselves and not getting pissed that Rachel's like complaining all the time when really this is her experience in real time right she has no idea that they're going to take every episode and essentially push Gabby to the side so that her storyline can prevail right you know right um and there's no Ugh. balance. There's no room for balance, right? We're using right. Gabby's men and Gabby's group date as fodder for um, the screen so that there's something happening while actually uh-huh. spending time. Otherwise, we would just be in the confessional with Rachel the whole episode. The whole episode, right? The whole season, honestly. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of exactly exactly what you said. That's kind of the end of the date because it gets bamboozled uh by by rachel's uh like yeah her her insecurities in the moment um yeah valid but also like why did we need to do that why did we need to trick her like that i don't know i don't like it i i at this point in my notes i said um please never do this concept ever again aka (laughs) having two bachelorettes at the same time um so yeah, then we get into Rachel's, I'm Rachel, <laughs> I'm not enjoying it, I don't like this, um, because now Rachel is upset and has to go talk to these dudes um, about how they upset she says, her. and I quote, she says, um, it's really easy to get down on yourself about who likes me. It feels like no one's trying at all. I don't know where anyone's at, which is confusing, because last week... We got to this point where she was so hyped. She was like, oh, I know exactly where everyone's head's at. Like, every, uh-huh. all the guys that I like like me back. It, and it didn't, it didn't flip right. again. This is like the third time it's flipped for Rachel. But it didn't flip until people turned her roses uh-huh. down. And so now, all of a sudden, right. even though she's gotten guys who are exclusively there for her, and she had already said that she's really excited that now that they're separated, she knows that these guys are there for her. But now she doesn't know where Uh everyone's at because they didn't look at her at Gabby's group date. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (sighs) I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Um, All the guys are like, okay, yeah, I guess we messed up because we didn't know we were supposed to be looking at you like just like they're confused but they're also like okay yeah i guess that would make someone feel shitty if like none of us were paying attention to you because we weren't um so i guess they're all like i guess we got to step it up because she is clearly not feeling it logan looks mad confused <laughs> logan's like correct well, logan looks I mad confused at you logan because is i was confused. looking i was looking at gabby Logan is confused. Right. Logan's like, correct. I was not looking at you. I was looking at Gabby. So now he's probably thinking, well, I hope he didn't see me. See, I hope she didn't see me looking at Gabby. Um, so, (laughs) so, so yeah. So then we finally get to Rachel's date and it is, um, a French couple making out and the guys are like, what's happening? And then of course the couple's like, Oh, 
didn't see you there. I didn't even, I like, think I started to do an accent, but then I didn't do it. So don't judge that <laughs> if accent, whatever just happened. Um, mm-hmm. So they're doing this group date all about the art of romance and they're trying mm-hmm. to flirt with Rachel and apparently to these however many men are on this date flirting means dancing awkwardly um so they all which is crazy because i feel like men be making it like they make bold choices when it comes to flirting you know what i'm like i was like "Mm, yeah as many times as i've been catcalled on the street you're telling me that your first move to seduce and reel this girl in is to fred astaire slow dance with her Right. I need to see to... all of y'all's DMs and every single person you've tried to slippity slide in with. I would like to see how you interact exactly. with them. That would be a better group day. Jordan H. literally said, Jordan H. literally said, kiss me. <laughs> Rachel she said, said, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Like, this is how y'all are flirting. And then, we, and then they kind of hype it up to Ethan. And I'm like, okay, Ethan about to turn it out like yeah, Ethan is about to crazy. right and then Ethan proceeds to crawl on and the I'm ground. also hyped because it's like yes more like more fucking screen time for Ethan like yes and then right. he felined his way through <laughs> he did that he, shit was he strange. gave us it was uh it was not good it was not I said not that Ethan we were rooting we were all rooting for you um and then they also go What's into like interesting kissing, though making out oh go ahead Sorry, it's it's just interesting that as this group date is persisting, like Logan is still open openly participating in all of it. He's yeah. still fully yeah. competing. He, he don't want to let on that he's like unsure or anything like that. Right. Um, right. Which is crazy because this is a wild date to participate in when you're like starting to think about it your is. interests in somebody else. You know, like we're sniffing armpits yeah. now. But I will say, I get right. it. I I uh-huh. get the sniffing armpits thing. I do. Yeah. Because the pherom- yeah. it's a the pheromones is a real thing. There's something about Max's armpit right. that I'm just like, mm, this is this feels like home. I feel at peace. Yeah. It's like an instant sedative, okay. not because it smells bad, but because it's just right. like I I like your smell, you know? Right. But also right. I don't no, I don't want to be blindfolded and forced to sniff like exactly that part that like is put my face yeah. in right like my face the, her face was fully in their armpits um they and made out with their back, hands they made out with their hands i would say back to, back to logan i think because i do remember him saying something where he was kind of saying i need today to kind of like see if that spark is there mm-hmm. between me and Rachel like it's it was there. between me and Gabby. So I think that he was like, let me fully invest in this date and fully participate. And then we'll see at the end of the date is when he's kind of like, yeah, no, like this isn't for me. Um, but yeah, no, back to what you were saying. They are yeah. making out with their hands. Very strange. All the noises. I don't Hayden need it. making out with his hand was disgusting. It was disgusting. so nasty. The tongue was doing entirely way too much. Please, I don't ever make me see that again jesus i just Um, got a shiver of nausea yeah disgusting but um sweet baby tyler he's not a baby but he just looks he just has that baby face so sweet baby tyler gets the one-on-one evening portion 
of the date, which is uh, yeah, because he had already room. written Rachel like a love letter he the night did. before. It was he so did. sweet. Because he and right, Zach and Avon did in, a good job with their, their little love poems. Yes. yes, they did. They did. They did. Um, yeah, because because after Rachel went and yelled at them, scolded them. Um, Zach, she really no, did look like Tyler she was, was about like, to commit how? a felony when she came in there. <laughs> she did. She did. She, she looked did. mad. She I was like, why is she stomping? Rachel. She is too petite to be walking like that. Right. She, her, her, her mad face is. It's, it's, t- uh, it's top tier. T- like she'd be looking pissed. Yeah. You oh, will always man, know when she is upset. I did like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did like but, that. So I think after that, she she scared literally the the they, love note out. She scared the love note out of Baby Tyler, and he was like, "This will be my saving grace, my redemption song." And he talked it, about how was, she could be his purpose in the world. I was like, "Oh, okay, purpose in the world." You're, you're telling would, me that I'm your right. I'm like that would feel. World? That would feel a little bit scary for me. Uh, Though I but, may get hurt, it's going to be worth it. Ooh, which sucks because I do okay. think he's going to get his little heart broken. He's a smitten I do kitten think and he's going to get his It's going to end rough. It's going to end rough His for little Tyler. baby heart. I know. Yeah. Little baby. Um, and, and Rachel says she feels wanted again. So we're. She does. She does. We're back Tyler on the roller coaster. Was, right. Tyler was the good choice. She's feeling. Right. The roller coaster is back and it's loop de loop. And now um, Logan is talking to our friend Jesse Palmer because he said, Well, what's going to happen if I'm feeling this type of way for Gabby, but I'm over here with Rachel? Like. Mm-hmm. And then we don't really see a resolution. <laughs> Because well, you know I guess they're saving that. It's aggravating, though, right? Because huh. we see Logan get into this conversation with Jesse uh-huh. Palmer. And this is a, uh-huh. uh, an observation I have on Jesse Palmer as a host in general, where, and I've been saying it all season, uh-huh. he speaks in non-complicit. He speaks as if he does not know uh-huh. what the fuck is going on and he has no hand or nothing to do with the progress of the show, even though he has to be fully aware oh. in it as the host, especially as a producer. Sorry, Max is in the back um, beating some Apex Legends ass. Um, but, you know, Logan's coming to Jesse Palmer because he's been instructed to. It's not like they're going to let him go talk to Rachel or Gabby immediately. Right. And so exactly, Logan's talking about how he's like, I think I need to be honest and at least let Rachel know that I have this interest in Gabby um, and find a way to explore my feelings with Gabby, you know? And mm-hmm. Jesse Palmer's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, for sure. But also, we're going to cancel the cocktail party nine times out of ten. Right. So exactly. you probably won't get that opportunity. And now that you've given us this information <laughs> Period, that you yeah. have interest in one of the other girls, we're going to use this as fodder for you to become the next villain. Right. Like, and, and bless Logan. So because he really gives Chet Hanks energy. He does. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the, I know I used to <laughs> like so. love his, his sweater and his chain moment, but the more he kind of walks around, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm watching Chet Hanks. I'm watching Chet Hanks if That's Chet funny. Hanks did not act like he, try to act like he was black. 
I'm watching Chet Hanks if Chet right. Hanks liked white women. Yeah. That's that's, that's the energy funny. Logan gives I didn't me. Think about that. Uh, but it part of me is just like, yo, this is kind of fucked up that they're putting Logan in this position when literally yeah. they had these men come on the season dating two women and these two women right. came on this seating this season dating 32 dudes like of course right. there's crossover we've been talking about the exactly. fact that there's going to be a crossover exactly. and now they're just going to use that as a means to punish logan and make him look like he ain't shit when right. he actually just wanted to be forthright and honest about exploring both options exactly exactly which probably is not like, a no hot one take. Was, right no one was giving he was trying to come come out and be upfront and honest about it like he says it a billion times in his itms but no one's actually giving him the pathway to a to resolution they're just like okay yeah just keep talking about it and keep talking about it and keep talking about it until we figure out how we want to handle this to make you look mm-hmm. bad um and how can and we use your words and twist them back on you to make you look like you're being an asshole actually exactly exactly not as defending logan um, but Which anyways, it's so unexpected because <laughs> yeah. he still gives Chet Hanks hard. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or uh, one of the homies in I, our discord like said Ch- he gives everything but the bagel. Everything but the bagel. That's funny. I feel like Chet Hanks is a bit is a, is a stretch for me. I don't feel like as repulsed by Logan sure. as I feel by Chet Hanks. Like literally when I see Chet Hanks, I'm like. Absolutely not. Um, but I can at least like watch Logan on the screen and be like, hmm, what's yeah. he about to do? So I'm not to look that at you level yet. Logan, look, you're giving him grace and everything. I am. I am. Yes. We'll see how I feel next week. But, um, but yeah, so then we kind of get to, is it the cocktail, like the cocktail parties? Can- oh, the, oh! So we do get the beginning of the cocktail party, and then it gets canceled yes. halfway through. Okay, I was like, man, I thought we canceled, yes. but I know that I have some notes about Nate and Gabby matching in maroon, which I know had to be at the cocktail party. Anyways, so they were Correct. matching in maroon, which was very. Oh, and she looked so good. That she did dress look so was sensational. That cut on her, that cut yes, on her good. is so beautiful. And then Rachel was giving like a nice like Mrs. Smith moment, like for Mister Mrs. Mm-hmm. Smith. Um, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And love that for her. I feel like and every rose, cer- not rose ceremony, every cocktail party opens with Rachel talking about how sad she's been made by the week. Yeah. <laughs> every single one, which like, and I, I'm not even trying to rag on Rachel. It's just like, yeah, dang. Like we, we right. keep being forced into a position we're where here we're watching. Again. Yeah. Yes. We're here again. And so we get like, while while logan is talking to jesse palmer we get obviously rachel and tyler in the hot tub she's on her high and then we immediately go to the cocktail Uh party and she's like so i had a really tough week because you guys did not Uh give me enough attention (laughs) and it's like bro didn't you just have an incredible one-on-one with tino and another incredible mini one-on-one with tyler like hello right you know and then they're also talking about how me and Gabby miss each other so much. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> uh, do I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how. Do you? Do you? But you will notice know. we've stopped getting those forced tribunal moments with just 
Rachel and Gabby kind of catching up this episode, yeah. the closest we come to it is when they're in the cafe in Paris. Right. And so exactly. I'm like, oh, have they like separated Rachel and Gabby completely where they're not even on yeah. the same floor of the, you know, the right. only interactions they have is when production has them cross paths. Like that was something right. that I thought was interesting. Actually... When, right. Because when Rachel says we miss each other so much, I'm like, mm, do you? Because you've been begging to have a separate journey this entire time. Right. Exactly. And now you're being forced back together. Um, I like that Gabby is talking about how she always feels so seen by Nate. That right, was really Nate. cute. That was really cute. He did a great job <sighs> at the group date. And, he did. Um, yeah, then we got to start talking about Hayden again, I guess. Do we have uh, to start talking about Hayden or do we have to start talking about Rambo? That's the question. Right. That. Because Hayden was really like working himself up to this moment talking about I have some really important things to share with Rachel that I think is really going to take us to the next level and I'm mm-hmm. like oh okay well, what's about to happen like what's about to... this man and like <clears throat> oh, I'm so sorry I was once again probably so loud um this man and once again no shade to anyone who any of the dog owners anyone whose dog is a part of their family I Same. love that's that me. for you. I'm the person. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, I love that for you. I never had a dog, but I did have a cat who passed last year, and I'm still very sad about it. Um, but I, this man, <laughs> brought a whole album of, a whole photo album of his dog, and showed it to Rachel, along with the toys, um, I want to know like, which Bachelor Nation podcast is going to use Hayden's storyline and this goddamn picture book uh-huh. as a means to give one of their coupon codes out. For you know how you listen to a podcast and they do an <laughs> ad for like, get your frameies uh-huh. where it's like a photo frame of your right. family and you can look exactly. at all of your memories. Use our code exactly. to get 20%. I really hope that somebody in the oh, Bachelor really Nation will. world that does ads will capitalize on that moment because this CVS ass, Walgreens ass pu- photo album he pulls out, bruh, bruh, he got that made. It was just, he got it, he got it made. And like, I get it. And he it. got it made right before he came on the show. That's right the before thing. He, went he hasn't on, I, had it for a while. No, no, I, I definitely get it. Like, obviously cancer survivor here. We're so sad that Rambo is experiencing cancer and brain tumors. But, like, not you using that as, like, manipulation to get this woman to, like, see your soft side and, yes. like, get that's her what to was wrong fall with in love with you. After like, you spent the last week talking nothing but shit. Right. So I, so, I think that Rachel even was, like, this is, I'm so sorry that this is happening, but also, like, this is kind of weird Awkward. and, like... We have not talked about your dog and like I would I'm sorry, but like I would also like to talk about you. Like I gave you another chance last week, so like we've got some things to talk about and you just all you wanna do is talk about Rambo. So of and course when Tito comes out, out the radiation the chemo, he pulls right. out the chemo duck. He pulls out yeah. a duck with radiation and all I could think about was is Rambo still in radio? Like, does Rambo miss his duck? 
Like you took right. your dog's favorite toy away from you so that you could use it as a prop on this reality TV show. And right. mind you, you were like, oh yeah, um, you know, he probably only has a few months to live. And I'm like, and you're here? And I don't know right. if maybe I'm being true. I know. I, I'm like, if, what do you mean? Why are you here? If, if this is that, and this is the thing. Right, exactly. I keep cutting myself off, but it's like, you're telling me that this is the most important being in your life. Right. He's dying. You took yes. his favorite comfort tool away from him and you're exactly. on a reality TV show pursuing love and using him as a means to connect with me over what? How important right. is he to you actually? Right. Exactly. Oh, it's just it's just so cringe strange for for lack of a better word so yes i i too would allow tino to pull me away (laughs) yes i truly would have would have allowed tino to pull me away and of course hayden did not like that and hayden was like i just poured my heart out and all she had to do was she got up quicker than she sat down because tino pulled her and i'm like correct because you were unfortunately talking about your dying dog and she has spent enough time crying so she would like to go (laughs) forget her work forget her cares and worries for the week and make out with this man that she didn't made out with through the streets of paris so yes Yes, she's going to get up and leave we also want rachel to feel good so let her have her moment to shine in the sun you know let her go have some fun because these cocktail parties keep pissing her off in the first place Exactly, um, exactly. And she keeps talking about how week after week she's just having such a bad time. I don't want to talk about your dog with cancer. I'm sorry that this is happening to your dog. Right. But this is not what I want to talk about right now. Exactly. And I can't like I can't even figure out where a connection lies because we haven't even been able to sit down and have a real frank conversation about the shit you talked about my right. friend last week. Right. So, exactly. You know. It would have been much more interesting if Hayden had come to her to be like, you know what? I've been taking this week to kind of examine my behaviors. Uh Um, And the way I spoke about Gabby, like the fact that it, even if I think that I didn't say anything harmful, the fact that it hurt her is what matters to me. And I wanted to let you know, that's not the kind of person I strive to be. That probably would have caught Rachel's attention more, but that's not the kind of person Hayden is. Right. No, it's not. And it's he continues not. to go back to the cocktail party and he's like talking shit once again, doing that pattern I told you about where he's looking for uh-huh. validation to get the guys to be like, wow, yeah, Rachel is a bitch for not wanting to talk about yeah. your dying dog with you for longer than right. five minutes. He is. Right. And <laughs> it's just like he he's lit- yeah, he's literally so upset. Um, and it's just giving like entitled, like, it's like, you can't, you can't, um, share, you can't like go into certain situations expecting a certain type of reaction without kind of like letting the person know what you're wanting out of this situation. Um, so, I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess that's not fully true, but it was just like, it, it was just such a bizarre circumstance that it was like, I just think that she was like, I don't really know how to, 
handle this and this is not really the vibe I'm trying to go for tonight so like and also you still haven't really apologized so like yeah I'm 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 gonna go and I think that I'm that was go. fair and valid and he was like not having it so then he goes start talking some more mess and meatballs and like I think her, if he really her. wanted to continue talking to her he could have just been like oh like I'm, I'm sure you want to spend some time with Tino, but I really would love to finish having our conversation. But I understand if you have to exactly. Go. Then he would have let it be exactly. known that he was like, "Dang, I feel like you're kind of leaving me out in the lurch." But instead, he right. once again, like you said, went to talk more shit, and Meatball is overhearing it. <laughs> right. And it's like, oh my god, it's getting worse. Hayden is it's out of control. Uh huh. Hayden's out of control. Wait, what happened to my notes? Um. And I feel and like so, Meatball, he um, serves his role on this show very well. He is the resident field He does. Snitch. Yes, he does. And he, and he does it in a way where I'm not annoyed by it. Um, yeah. He's just kind of like, this is what happened. Like, I'm not, and I don't think that he's trying to be like, I'm going to tell her this so that she feels closer to me and falls more in love with me. He's like, no, I'm yep. just going to tell her because like, he's being an asshole and like, I don't think that he's that she wants someone who's like being an asshole. Whether or not that brings me closer to her, I'm not really concerned. Um, I mean, I'm sure he wants to get closer to her, but he's just like, no, I just would rather not have an, an asshole. Because honestly, that was his friend. And he's like, I'm seeing now that this guy is trash. And if it took me this long to see it, then like, I know that Rachel hasn't really seen it. So like, I'm going to have to be the one to tell yeah, her. And yeah, so see. good on him because... Sometimes that can go very south, and I think that he handled it in a way yeah. where she appreciated Historically him. Historically on this show, it goes south. It yeah. goes south, yeah. But he definitely handled it in a way that was well-received. And then Rachel does her and mad girl And we also girl, find out his name girl is face. James, bro. Right, James. Huh? I did not expect his name to be James. <laughs> I didn't, but I like it. I did not expect like, his name. Yeah. Finding out his name was James, I was like, mm, that kind of makes you cute. <laughs> like, I was like, I kind of yeah, like you. Now, I don't know what it was about the name James, but I just didn't, I, I didn't know. I just associated him as Meatball and that he did not have a real government name. Right. Um, and you even see as <laughs> Rachel Pence to put on like... her. Oh, sorry. I don't know. I was going to say, I think that they said it in the first episode. And then, like, when he said his name was Meatball or something, then, like, then they changed his name to just Meatball. <laughs> I think in the, in the in his ah. intro it said James. And then they were like, JK, it's going to be Meatball from now on. Um, right. So, um, I... Were you going to say something else or no? Oh, no. no. I was just saying, as... Like, as Rachel gets prepared to go on her, I'm about to commit another felony uh, stomp. Exactly. They Uh show this moment while she's still talking to James where he's talking about how uh, Hayden's been calling them out of their names. And you see Rachel look at the producers like, yo, what the fuck? Are y'all serious? And that was when I I was like, oh, it's going to pop off. It's going to pop off a little bit. Like, she's actually... She's actually mad. They don't even have to curate this moment, even though they've curated everything up into this this point. Right. So she um, is. Yeah, she is definitely heated. Um, But (laughs) 
she basically is like, you really don't know what this is about. Like, you have no idea. You just forgot all the mess you was talking this week and think that I'm over here to talk to you about your dog again. Like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So mm-hmm. she, of course, confronts him about all the things that he said about comparing her boobs to his exes um, and um, about comparing her boobs to his exes and talking about um, I don't I don't trust these bitches all of this and that and Hayden of course is like well I didn't say exactly that I didn't say it like that you know and she's like you're still not apologizing you're still not owning up to it I gave you a second chance last week and you didn't apologize or own up to it and here you are saying all these other things and James wouldn't lie to me and you're still not apologizing so I'm gonna walk you out and I was like period that's all she needed yeah. to say that's all she needed to and say I think and then of course really he says important oh show. sorry go ahead my bad. Um, I was just saying, I think this is a really important showing of a human being that does not know what the face of accountability looks like, because honesty, I think, could have bought him some more time in this position. I don't think he deserved more time sure. at all. Uh-huh. I definitely wanted right. him to go home. But I've, I right. just don't understand what the mindset or the pathway could be like what wires are going off in your brain that says I can get out of this by lying on camera after being on camera this entire time. It doesn't make any sense to me and bless Rachel's heart because I would have snapped, you know, I would have been like, I'm so sorry about Rando, but I don't give a fuck. You know, you're over here talking about how you've spoken about to a few people about how you felt their conversation or our conversation went, and you can't even have a conversation with me about how you actually have been behaving around here and how he, you're upset because you were interrupted. And now I'm coming to you saying, hey, someone has said these words have come out of your mouth and you, your only answer is to deflect, deny, mm-hmm. not even own mm-hmm. up, nothing yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's that show of, like, white masculine privilege. Right. Where it's, you don't think you have to answer for your words. And when you get caught out, you think you could gaslight somebody into submission. And Rachel's not having that. Exactly. She's absolutely not. Um, so she, he leaves, which, which also made me laugh because it's like he's walking off the cruise ship. Like, this man is, like... It's that's clearly not his exit. Like, like he's gonna have to go back on that cruise ship, you know. Yeah. Um, so that did kind of make me laugh. But sure. he leaves and then is sitting on the little dock talking about, I what did he say? He said I really wanted this to work, but I want Rambo more. Okay, then why was you here in the first place? So weird. Why was you here in I the first place? I hope that you find someone that treats you like Rambo treats me, huh? This is weird. What? It's weird. And then he's got those fake ass white Karen tears in his eyes. Right. It's right. so strange. It's so so strange. And my thoughts on Hayden, in like in a nutshell, because I do think we should acknowledge that he did release an apology. But I think he's incredibly uh-huh. lonely and insecure. 
I think he uh-huh. overcompensates when uh-huh. he feels like he doesn't match up to the people around him. And he moves, like I said earlier, sure. like Napoleon. You know, he moves like someone like mm-hmm. Donald Trump or Matt Gates, that really awful senator who has sexually assaulted children. Yeah. You know, Ron DeSantis or Greg, yeah. Greg Abbott, Abbott or even a Glenn Youngkin. He moves with uh-huh. the energy of a Republican senator. That's what he does. He is small he he in an effort does. to make himself feel bigger. He puffs himself up. He's a puffer fish. That's it. That's all he's got to offer. Um, and he puffs himself up by right. tearing others others down. He's one of those guys who would get mad at yeah. you if you said you would like to go home after a date and that he couldn't come up. He's one of those guys who, if he had a partner, he's totally fine with telling his wife or whoever he is with that, oh, you're actually not as pretty as my ex, but like, I'm with you now, so. And then getting upset when being uh-huh. called into question for being a piece of shit. That is the energy he carries. Um, which is why I think he is ignorant and stupid enough to say all of the things he did say on a camera because he doesn't live right. in a world where anyone has to hold him accountable for his actions. He lives Holds in fucking Tampa. Sorry, Savvy, uh-huh. if you're listening. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, no, he, 100%. He's lived his entire life without being called out and doesn't expect to, you know, have that happen again. So even when he released his apology, I was like, mm. I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, and he said well, good news. specifically oh. to be... Oh, sorry. My bad. No, you're fine. I was going to say, well, good news is we don't have to talk about him anymore because he is gone. But if you had that last thing that you wanted to say about him, you can say it. Well, I just... Yeah, I wanted to like make room for like Gabby and Rachel's response to the, the apology he released. So he released it on Instagram. When I checked uh-huh. his Instagram, uh, it was no longer there. I didn't see it, so maybe I'm missing a post, or maybe he deleted it. I don't know. Uh-huh. But shout out to our homies in Discord who had sent, I think Tyra actually had sent a screenshot of it. Um, so thank you, uh-huh. Tyra. But essentially he said, for those who watched tonight's episode, you saw me at my absolute worst and lowest moment. I've always tried to carry myself with humility and respect for others. However, my complete lapse of judgment was not only disappointing, but it was absolutely unacceptable. I genuinely want to express my deepest apologies to both Gabby and Rachel for my actions. I take full responsibility for not being the man I was raised to be in those moments, especially towards these two wonderful, deserving ladies who I truly do respect. I really hate how this season ended, but this experience was not one that I was mentally or emotionally prepared for with the current things going on in my life. Despite how everything transpired, it was an amazing experience that I will never forget and I will learn from. I wish Gabby and Rachel all the best and hope they can accept my apology. Now, my thoughts here is I'm tired (laughs) of Instagram apologies. I'm tired of apologies that are written. I'm tired of the iOS press releases. I'm tired of the email apologies. I'm over it. I am actively dealing with an experience like this with the theater that I most recently worked at at San Diego Rep for um, being unwilling to apologize for the incredibly racist experience we had as a cast um, uh-huh. and, and dealing with the discriminatory practices there. And the only time we have ever been acknowledged in our experience by the artistic director who we had multiple conversations with in person talking about the racism and discrimination we were facing in real time was through an interview, he said, 
uh, where he finally apologized after we had already released a press, uh, like a press release, because no one would, mm. you know, acknowledge our thing. And that's what this feels like from Hayden. He did not mm -hmm. directly apologize to Gabby or Rachel, and it comes out because Gabby is like, yeah, I mean, there's something about an Instagram apology that's just not personal. But I do look forward to having right. a conversation with him at the men tell all. And it's like, uh -huh. oh, you couldn't even, that means you didn't even personally reach out. You could have sent this to them via DM. Right. You know what I'm, you could have exactly. personally apologized to them and been like, yo, I know that you guys probably don't want to speak to me. I'm sure that you guys are probably not allowed to speak to me until the men tell all. And you also are very busy right now. But I would like to personally apologize to you guys mm -hmm. because I acted an ass. But this is yeah. PR. This is his saving grace. This is for his family. His mom is probably pissed that he acted like this. This is for his mm -hmm. friends. This is not an actual apology for Rachel or Gabby or him taking accountability for his actions. It's right. because he got caught. Right. He did. It is because he got caught. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's and the only time we'll see And we see this a lot. Any, a, right. It's the only time we'll see any apologies like that from, like this, from men like him. Um, yeah. yeah. So, Hayden, we wish you the best. We hope to never see you on our screens again, really. Um... Or at least I don't. I do. I don't want to. Um, but yeah, we I do they not. Yeah, the, we do not need him they, in nobody's paradise. We do not need him in nobody's paradise. Absolutely. Um, so then after that, of course, there's no cocktail party because it has been canceled because now Rachel's once again in her feelings. Um, even though she didn't really want Hayden to say it still hurt, you know? Um, so, so she says, she's upset because she's like, why do I have to go through this? Because you signed up to be the bachelorette, big dog. Right. That's, you did. that's why you have to go through this, bro. Exactly. And then, um, they're basically heading into the rose ceremony and we kind of get more of, of Logan's inner thoughts of, do I accept this rose? <laughs> Do I not? They kind of like set him up like he's going to be the new superhero in the next Marvel series on Disney Plus. And I was like, what are we doing here? Like the music <laughs> and then whatever shot they did of the ship that would definitely look like CGI or something. But like the overhead shot of the ship was like giving That's Marvel funny, Avengers. And I was like, why are y'all setting Logan up like he is about to literally be the new star on Disney Plus. But anyways, um, so the, the also because Gabby they're and Rachel setting him up to some, be the new anti-hero. Yeah, that, that true, that too, that true. Um, also I do need to say Gabby and Rachel are in some very Game of Thrones looking cloaks. I was like, who decided to wear cloaks tonight? I don't know. Um, I truly wrote, I said, okay, cloaks, y'all looking regal. <laughs> Right. I was like, not the cloaks. I mean, like, sure. But it was I was just like, that's it's, it was a choice. It was a choice. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the roses go out. We surprisingly, I thought we were going to lose Michael. We did not. Um, we did Michael not lose Michael. Rose. I love Michael. We did not lose him. I love him uh, Michael so got his much. rose. Yes. He didn't even get the last rose. Like he he was chilling. Um, but we lost. Yeah. 
And I know um, he's a fantastic guy. There's probably great yeah, like oh footage of him. He's just not yeah. like dramatic enough for them to spend enough time right. with him. But I do hope we see him right. in something like I feel like he's too mature and too adult to go on something like Paradise, but I right. love Michael. I really do. Exactly. Yeah. He does seem like a great guy. Um, for Gabby we lose Quincy and uh what's yeah. his name? Kirk. And then for Rachel. Kirk. But we will yeah, see, we'll Kirk. definitely see Quincy on Paradise. We'll definitely see Quincy, yeah. Um, for Rachel, we lose Jordan H and we already lost Hayden. So Yes. That's and so that. who I mean, we have left is let's see, Gabby has Jason and Spencer who already have their roses, and then we keep uh-huh. Eric, Nate, obviously Johnny, Michael mm-hmm. and Mario. And for Rachel, she yeah. had already given roses to Tino and Tyler. Uh, and we keep Avon. You know, honestly, the black men are doing so good at getting the first rose of the evening, like every episode. Like, good for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but they it's are, Avon yes. Meatball, who has to stay at least mm-hmm. another week. Uh, Zach, Ethan. Yeah. And they use this time by giving Logan the last rose. They use this as a means uh-huh. to kind of talk like show him in his state of limbo like do i accept the rose do i not right what am i going to do you know Uh um and then he gets the rose obviously Uh and he accepts the rose and you see Mm -hmm. her whisper in his ear i'm really sorry Mm -hmm. we didn't get to talk tonight i promise we'll talk next week which means he tried he tried to mm-hmm. let her know that night. He really tried to have right. a conversation and something got in the way. Right. Um, which yeah. I think is something that we should all pay attention to. I feel like it's going right. to be left out of a lot of conversations. Sure. And it cuts over to Logan saying, well, I would be a fool not to accept the rose if it means I get to talk to Gabby. And it's like, damn, right. well, now they have edited you into the position of being the villain. Yeah. And they're going to make it look like they're going to try and keep Rachel happy for three seconds, use Mm -hmm. all of the footage they can to make it look like Rachel's having a great time. And then bing, bang, boom, it's going to look like it's going terribly. They're going to use footage of Gabby having a good time as a means to show how terrible of a time Rachel is having when Logan decides to switch sides. And he mm-hmm. closes with a quote saying, fortune favors the bold. And I'm like, wow, what a shitty villain edit this is. Yeah, not not too excited about that. But we will be seeing how that plays out next, um, week. next week. And that's kind of where we end the episode on that yeah. little Logan cliffhanger. Um, and... Yeah, we see a little glimpse into next week. Um, Avon We're going to Belgium, so that's fine. Going to Belgium. Avon looks like he gets a, a one-on-one date. And, and um, Johnny gets a run- one-on-one with Gabby. With Gabby, yeah. So that'll be good to look forward to next week. Um, I feel like, oh yeah, we get the end credit scene with, with Jason and Gabby stomping on some grapes. With the toe champagne. With the toe champagne, the feet wine, whatever you want to call it, which was precious, um, getting to see them interact once again in, like, a lighthearted way. Um, But, yeah, that's, I mean, that's it. Any, Any final closing thoughts on week four? 
I don't think so. I'm excited to go to Belgium. I know that we've got some heartbreak ahead of us, so I'm trying to emotionally sure. prepare myself for it. But I uh -huh. think next week in my brain, I'm like, ah, I have to prepare my heart to say goodbye to Meatball. I have to prepare my heart to say goodbye to Mario. I have to prepare my heart to say goodbye mm -hmm. to Michael. Because right. I think we have maybe two episodes before Hometowns at this point. Yeah, yeah, we're already, the connections have been made, and it seems like I don't know that any more connections will be able to be. If you're not getting a group date next week, it's like those connections are already building and yeah. been built. So If you're on a group date next yeah. week, baby, it's time to go. You, you know yeah. you're just there for a good time at this point. Exactly. So, um, um, I don't want to... I'm excited too. I am unfortunately um, going to have to say goodnight to our listeners because these foobs are um, hurting me and I actually can't wait to go to my doctor appointment next week. Um, so that's really fun. Perks of being a breast cancer survivor. Um, but yeah, once again, thank y'all for listening and welcoming us back into your lives, into your Instagram feeds into your discords, into your Patreons. Thank you to all of our new Patreon subscribers. Um, we are just really thankful for you and excited to be once again, we keep saying this every week, but excited to be back in community with y'all because it's a special thing that we've all created together. So once again, thank y'all. Like, comment, subscribe, leave a comment, rate on Apple Podcasts because you know that'd be helping us. Um, <laughs> Anything else that I forgot? No, I don't think so. We'll see you all on the Patreon. So I, we got some fun things to announce. So We got some fun things to announce. Also, once again, I do apologize if you made it all the way through for my audio issues. I promise next week I will be back in a quality Wi-Fi spot um, with quality equipment. So just <laughs> give me some grace for this week. But yeah, we love y'all. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.